Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. I'm going to be interested to see how we do as far as listeners to this episode. Uh, I think that the title of the episode usually has at least something to do with the number of listeners, and we entitled this one Reducing Effort. And honestly, I don't know if this is going to attract interest or not, and I guess we'll find out. But it does seem that it might be a button amongst many of us that we would like to take some of the, quote, effort, end quote, out of our lives, particularly in business. Building a business and keeping it viable and expanding today's world sure seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? Be nice not to have to work quite so hard, maybe have a little time to ourselves or to our families, right? Maybe do something positive in the world to make it a better place. Many of us would like to devote more energy to that as we watch the decadence overwhelming society today. These are all worthwhile objectives, certainly. But I have a bit of interesting news for you. You won't get there by resisting effort. Avoiding effort is one of today's most destructive trends, as you're going to discover. Of course, you know, we have issues with drugs in today's world, encroachment upon our freedoms and human rights. We have illiteracy. We have immorality and criminality on the rise around us and this sort of thing. But one could say fundamental to many of these is this desire to reduce effort. Somehow, the ideal of today is to, quote, retire early or create, quote, passive income and spend one's life on a beach or something. Let's take a good hard look at this subject, assisted by the brilliance of L. Ron Hubbard's investigation as to why presentation of promotion, premises, people, products, services, and art often falls short of the mark of creating the correct impact and desired effect. The article was written by Mr. Hubbard on the 8th of October, 1964, and is entitled Artistic Presentation. And these are his words. He says here, We live in a machine world. The whole yap of TV and newspapers is directed toward reducing effort. The primary goal of the civilization in which we live, it seems, is to reduce all personal effort to zero. The less effort a being can confront, the more effect of effort he becomes. Listen to that. That's a pretty important law. The less effort a being can confront, the more effect of effort he becomes. So if a person has a hard time dealing with effort, do you ever have this situation where you have a young person perhaps just trying to find their way in the world and they have a little bit of hard time getting out of bed and getting to work and doing their jobs and so forth? They're trying to figure some things out. It's not completely unusual amongst young people to go through a phase like that, but ever notice how they keep pulling in more effort against them and they become the effect of effort. So resisting effort, one can become the effect of effort. So take it up from there. He says, the less effort a being can confront, the more effect of effort he becomes. 
If you reduce a man's effort output to zero, you will also collapse his bank on him. Now, that's not a term we typically use in business-wise, but bank is that part of your mind that contains all the sources, let's just put it that way, of your discomforts, your irrational fears, your rationality, essentially, and is made up of the painful and emotionally painful incidents in one's life, which are difficult, of course, to confront. And these things can impact you throughout your life without you even being aware of where the problems are coming from. That's called the bank. If you want to just consider you know, some of the darkest moments in your life where you felt very introverted and very negative about things while well, you're being the effect of your bank in those situations. And here he's saying that if you reduce a man's effort output to zero, you will also collapse his bank on him. So people who are constantly striving to be out of work or not working or not using effort, you will sometimes observe they're quite neurotic or even psychotic. So he says, the modern trend of don't do accompanies the modern trend of an increased percentage of the insane in the society. Take a look at what's going on today, okay? He says, the crazier a person is, the less he accomplishes or does. So we live in a world which is oriented to drive men mad. Doesn't that answer a few questions? He goes on to say this, he says, more pertinent to us, we suffer from the continuous bait, do it the easy way. Do it in the way that will demand the least effort. Isn't that tempting? When you're striving to do something, somebody says, I've got an easy way to do this. Don't you immediately get interested? Oh, great. Let's see how we can do this in an easier way than the way we're doing it right now. Okay. So it's, it's a bait. He's referring to it as a continuous bait. Do it the easy way. He says, we see this in manufacturing, particularly the easiest way is the cheapest way is the most profitable way. So we get into a do it the easy way. Well, that may apply to making spoons for profit but that does not apply to presentation. So remember, the title of this article is Artistic Presentation. Now, lest you think that's not important, let me assure you that when you go into someone's office or place of business or a store, or you're always looking at presentation. When you talk to an individual, you're looking at their presentation. When you're looking at a letter, when you're looking at a piece of promotion or a magazine, you are observing presentation, whether you're aware of it or not, and so are your customers and so are your potential customers. So presentation is a vital component. I train a lot of speakers. One of the very first things that we usually tackle is presentation. You know, how does a person look on stage? How do they comport themselves? How do they stand? How do they, how comfortable do they seem in that environment? Things like this. All right. That's all comes under presentation. In fact, the art of public speaking is often called the art of presentation. So he goes on to say, the whole world of the arts is directly opposed to the philosophy of the businessman or manufacturer. Art seeks to create an effect. An effect is not always created the easy way. Indeed, the better effects are quite difficult to achieve. Think of... Uh, when you go to a ballet or you go to a dance or you go to a performance of any artistic type, the amount of work that goes into developing those skills and developing that presentation, the amount of time people practice and learn their musical instruments or their movements and so on, and the whole 
right behind the scenes, the people who are creating the stage presence and so forth, stage managers and so forth. This is a craft, and it's not always done the easy way. So he goes on to say, one can fall into creating easy effects to such a degree that one fails completely. For instance, a dozen cakes are in competition at a county fair. The one that wins is not the easiest cake to make. True, the cook that made the winner may have some easy ways to shortcut cake baking, but the winning cook actually takes that extra bit of care to make it all just right. It isn't magic or luck that makes the professional. It's hard-won know-how carefully applied. Here's another law you can emblazon in letters of fire and reverse on the inside of your forehead so you can always look at it, right? He says, it isn't magic or luck that makes the professional. It's hard-won know-how carefully applied. Now, think about the application of this to the entrepreneur. We're covering the Hubbard Management System here in this podcast, in these podcast series that we're doing, and we cover a lot of information. But, And I know there's a lot of listeners, and judging from the success stories, many of you are carefully applying the knowledge that you're learning from this podcast, and you are the winners. You are the guys that are actually making it, and I can see it in your success stories. You're telling me about you know, quadrupling your expansion and your income and your happiness in many cases, and these are very, very gratifying to us. But What's the magic behind that? It's hard-won know-how carefully applied. And in actual fact, business-wise, has always been intended to be a gradient for you in the direction of more thorough study of the Hubbard Management System and its careful, careful application to your success and to the success of those around you and to the success of this society. And you'll see now how by building up that sort of professionalism, you are actually greatly influencing the world around you. This is something that I don't think the members appreciate fully. The example you're setting by really building your island of sanity, by taking this knowledge and carefully applying it and making sound, ethical, expanding, productive companies and organizations, man, you're making an impact, an important impact. And this is the example that you're setting. He says, a true professional may do things pretty easily from all appearances, but he's actually taking care with each little bit that it is just right. Now listen to this datum. He says, the winner has it instinctively. The loser rarely even grasps the concept of, quote, do it right, end quote. And I see a lot of that. I see people in companies and organizations who go through the motions of doing their job, I'm here to make a paycheck. I'm here to do my job. They do their job with a tremendous lack of creativity or inspiration or professionalism. Like, how can I learn to do this just right or perfectly or better? And that, that's not a common thing these days. If you find that in somebody that you brought on your team, value that person because that is not a common thing these days. It's how do I do it easily? How do I... Do do this with the, le- the least amount of effort. How do I resist effort? And of course, those are the people that pull in the most effort, like you're fired. You know, this is, it's, it's just one of those interesting paradoxes that the more you resist effort, the more effort you pull in. And the more you embrace effort, the better your life goes, the easier it goes in actual fact, and the, and the greater impact you're making on those around you. So it's a little counterintuitive, like many brilliant things. If it was so 
obvious. Perhaps uh, Mr. Hubbard wouldn't have to discover it. But anyway, so there you go. So he says, the winner has it instinctively. The loser rarely even grasps the concept of do it right. Artistic presentation always succeeds to the degree that it is done well. How easily it is done is entirely secondary. Okay, that's artistic presentation. But think about a company. You walk into a company that's beautifully organized, very efficient. They have their organizing board on the wall. They're managing by statistics. The staff are well-trained, professional, friendly. There's a good vibe in the whole place. And you go, wow, you know, I need a business like this. And then you look at the owner and he's relatively stress-free. And you're kind of going, wow, you know, this is, this is a life for me. How do I get there? Through effort. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody wants to hear that answer, but that's the answer that that guy sitting behind the desk who seems to create this, you know, sort of perfect organization. That's what he's going to tell you. It took effort. And any one of them that you talk to, I guarantee you, they will tell you that. And they are not resisting effort. And that's why they have that company. That's why they have that organization. It's hard one know-how carefully applied. It's effort. And through effort, they're able to achieve what many would look at and say, that's an ideal scene. And they do get to create time in their schedules for other things. They're very busy people. Generally, they have a lot on their plate. I've watched men and women like that working till 11, 12 o'clock, working through the weekends, you know, but they still make time for their families. They have great kids in, in most cases. They're taking care of themselves personally. They're healthy. They're spiritually in great shape. I mean, these are really the examples to be followed, and they don't get there by resisting effort. They get there by embracing it. All right. So again, he says here, artistic presentation always succeeds to the degree that it is done well. How easily it is done is entirely secondary to the world of presentation, of putting up mock-ups. What's a mock-up? A mock-up is something that you mock up. To mock up something is to create something that puts forth a model or an image, something like that. So a person getting into his business suit and getting ready to go to a business meeting is mocking himself up. He's created a mock-up. Okay, your reception area, you don't like the look of it. Let's mock something up that looks better. That's a mock-up, okay? So he says, to the world of presentation, of putting up mock-ups, the only guide is take the care necessary to do a good job. To the world of the businessman, the manufacturer, the primary guide is, quote, how can we do it easily, end quote. These two philosophies clash. That's interesting. So you, you have to... The, the, that philosophy, by the way, is not a correct philosophy of that, that business person. That, it, there is no clash between artistic presentation and not resisting effort, being willing to embrace effort and success in business. It's this weird philosophy of how can we do it easily that is actually a bad business practice and takes you away from satisfaction, proper production, automobiles that last, clothes that last, you know, products that actually do what they're supposed to do. Okay. The two philosophies clash. Then he goes on to say this. We are taught daily in advertisements by union leaders, by socialists, that do it with the smallest effort is the greatest goal in life. Do the least work for the most pay by the automatic machine that chews up the most clothes in the least time. Use the roofing paper that goes on quickest and keeps out the least rain. Vote for jinx who will make all the world eat without working. Do nothing yourself. 
shove it off on the mix-up accounting company or the man at the next desk. Harsh words for Mr. Hubbard, but I'm sure resonating with many of you. He goes on to say this, that all this leads to total dependence on gadgets. Now, this was written, what, 1964? You know, think about the gadgets we have today, verses 64. He says, that all this leads to a total dependence on gadgets, total enslavement to mounting economic puzzles, even to total enslavement to a commissar crush toad in the next generation is neglected utterly. He's predicting here this resistance to effort, this continual striving towards no effort is also striving to no cause, being totally effective effort, being totally irresponsible. And and bequeathed to the next generation some sort of brave new world utopia where all their choices and decisions are made for them. You want that kind of a world? Well, that's where we're going when we walk away from effort and turn our lives over to machine or the other guy and cease to take responsibility and confront effort and thus be the effective effort. Then he says that less than two centuries ago, we lived quite well and built more strongly and were a lot saner without all these ads, tools, and commissars is never mentioned. Hey, you know what? Less than two centuries ago, people were healthy. People were strong. Products were well built. We did okay without uh, all the gadgets we have today goes on to say, man is solving himself to extinction and all on the slogan, don't exert yourself. It's gotten so bad that people are shrugging off all responsibility for the state, for their friends, for anything and everything. Quote, nothing has anything to do with anybody, end quote, is the epitaph that nobody will take the trouble to write on the tombstone of this civilization. I guess Mr. Hubbard wasn't very in favor of this decay in the work ethic and this desire for sloth, all right? He was a Midwesterner, worked hard all of his life, and incredibly productive, as anybody who knows his works can tell you, and sees a mammoth amount of writing that he did and the research that he did and the development of the management technology and the organizations that he created. This is not a person who avoided effort, okay? And look at the swath that he cut through life and through the world and the impact he's making. And ask yourself, would you like to be able to make a comparable impact yourself? Well, he set the example. Be productive. Don't resist effort. Get in there and do it right. Do it the right way. And study. Study know-how. He says it isn't magic or luck that makes a professional. It's hard-won know-how carefully applied. Apply it. Study it and apply it. And uh, you'll get there. You will get there. Okay. So then he goes on to say this. He says, now this is no rant against automation or gadgets or self-sterilizing cat petters. Use all the gadgets you can lay your hands on if they really do work in your hands and don't absorb all your time in earning their price or repairing their faults. No, my thought here is only this. Keep your action level above your gadget level. 
The reason I chose this article today, there's so many incredible laws in here. You can just, you can write them on a sheet of paper and memorize them. Here's another one. Keep your action level above your gadget level. Look, I've got gadgets. We all do. You, you, you know, how do we survive today without a cell phone? I don't know if we could. But use it productively and keep your action level above that. I mean, you see all too often people completely absorbed into their phones nowadays and not even bothering to be in communication with one another, eating dinner together. I mean, it gets to that extreme. Okay, so anyway, keep your action level above your gadget level. Then he says next here, he says, keep ahead of automation. Keep ahead of do it for you. Don't disenfranchise yourself by giving all your work away to a machine, to a fellow worker. See, that's the other thing. Like, why can't Joe do this? Why can't I pass this off to so-and-so? Why do I have to do this? That's resisting effort. That's going to put you the effective effort. Tackle it. Take it on. Have some fun with it. Then he says, if you've got equipment, do one of two things. A, use it to increase your production of effects, or B, get rid of it. But first and foremost, realize that in presenting something and trying to put up mock-ups, that the best way isn't always the easy way. The best way is only the more effective way. Another law you can live by. The best way isn't the easy way. The best way is only the more effective way. Then he says, work out first what effect you are trying to produce. And when you've got that all taped, only then consider the easiest way to do it. And never consider the easier way at all if it is less effective. Art takes that extra bit, that extra care, that bit more push for it to be effective art. There's no totally easy way to produce a desirable effect. And the day you drop some of your ideas of the effect you want to produce is the day you get a little older, a little weaker, a little less sane. Oh, man, I don't know if I really want to do this. It takes a lot of effort. I don't know if I'm going to go for that. Maybe I'll go for something a little smaller, go for something a little lesser. That's how you get older. That's how you get weaker. That's how you get less sane. Finally, he says, so don't buy the easy way. Buy only the effective way. If some of its points can then be made easy, good. If not, do it the hard way. And only if you realize this can you escape the gargantuan trap of a society with the mass goal of, quote, nothing should ever be done by anything but a machine or somebody else, end quote, L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, well, this may not have been the episode you were expecting when uh, we titled it Reducing Effort. Probably weren't expecting a, an onslaught of communication and ideas that have everything to do with embracing effort, but that is the way to achieving your ideals and your dreams is by not resisting effort and be willing to look for the effective way to go about something as opposed to the easy way, even if it's harder. If you want to make a personal study of this, I invite you to visit my members who have model of admin know-how companies that are flourishing and expanding and interview the owners and ask them, 
The path to this success, was it made through avoiding effort or embracing effort? And I think you will quickly find your answer. And as a matter of fact, most of these highly productive individuals and members often comment that they don't understand why others don't seem to be willing to put the kind of effort into something as is needed to create the desired effect. They observe it. They may not even have read this article, but they know it takes hard work and effort and know-how carefully studied and applied to achieve this kind of success that they have gotten to. So there you have it. That's today's episode. Hope it was helpful and um, be interested in your feedback on this one. Please do uh, leave your comments. Give us a like if you liked it or write us at info at wiseeastus.org. A lot of social commentary in this particular episode. Also, I would love to hear your views on that as well. All right, that's it for this week. Talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening.